If everyone has lemonade stands, I think we can do it. These inspiring words were expressed by Alex Scott, the little girl who was battling childhood cancer and decided to have a lemonade stand in her own backyard to help fundraise for a cure. In honor of Alex and everyone fighting this disease, join ST Bank June 1st through the 8th at all bank branches for lemonade days. Enjoy treats and activities. Help us support research, awareness, and hope for these children and families in need. Let's make people our purpose and build a brighter future together. ST Bank, member FDIC. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. This is the Mike Tomlin Game Day Podcast with Steelers Digest Editor Bob Labriola. Okay, Coach, um, let's start with this. What are the characteristics of December football in the NFL? You know, high floor. Um, You know, it's that time of year where if you're trending in the right direction, you as an individual or you as a collective, um, mental assignments are at a minimum. uh, People on top of their 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 assignments from a technical standpoint relative to their positions and so plays are more competitive. It's varsity on varsity and so what determines the outcome of plays? Competitive spirit, minutia, uh, things of that nature. And, and so it's just a more entertaining uh, brand of football because the floor is higher. Um, less penalties, cleaner play, um, and guys knowing what it is they're doing. Uh, not only from an assignment standpoint, but in the bigger scheme of things, what you're trying to do as a collective. Uh, with the win over the Falcons last Sunday, your team won its second in a row the first time this season. It is It has been able to stack wins. Uh, what are some of the specific components that go into the making of a winning streak? Consistent play. Um, and, and that's what I mean when I was talking about December football. Uh, regardless of circumstance, game location, opponents, and things. There's certain variables that have to continually be on the rise and gain a, an acceptable level of consistency. And, and I think that those are the things that allow you to, to put together win streaks and be the type of team uh, that's a team on the rise as the, road, as the road gets narrow. Once a team wins two in a row, does it become easier to win three in a row or more difficult? I think it becomes easier. Um, I, I think a lot of things are habitual. Winning is habitual. Losing is habitual. Um, and so that rhythm um, that is uh, putting together successful performance after successful, perf- successful performance is something that I crave. The Falcons uh, were and still are one of the top rushing teams in the NFL, and the Ravens actually rank higher. Is there anything about the experience defending Atlanta's running game that you can take and apply today to the Ravens' running game? It's probably the exact opposite for us. We took experiences from, from defending the Ravens and applied it to Atlanta. Um, and so from that perspective, uh, we've had an opportunity to really focus on the style of ball that we desire to play versus this style of offense for consecutive weeks. But um, if I had to describe it, I think it's probably the, the opposite. Um, we're very familiar with, with the Ravens and how, they, how it is they play football, and we were able to apply some of those familiar lessons to a, to a less familiar opponent last week. Uh, another aspect in which the Ravens and Falcons seem to be similar is in the ability to return punts and kickoffs. Uh, last week we talked about uh, you, um, you saying you needing guys to beat blocks and make tackles, and unblocked guys had to make tackles. Did you see that in Atlanta? 
I did. Um, you know, first of all, before you get to all of that, I, I got to compliment Matt Wright on ball placement in the kickoff game. We minimized a lot of the, the challenges associated with that aspect of the game because he did a really good job of, of ball placement in the kickoff game. But, yes, um, the first the first tackle made on kickoff um, – was Derek Wadi he shed at the block and make a, made a tackle. The next one was Benny Snell. He came off a block and made a tackle, and, and that's football. You got a lot of space in the team's game. They got 11. We got 11. They got a ball carrier. We got a kicker. You can't necessarily count him as a tackler. And so uh, whooping blocks and making tackles is a, com- is a component of quality play in that phase. Devin Duvernay is the Ravens' primary returner of both punts and kickoffs, and usually those jobs require different skill sets. Uh, what what makes him special as a returner? Top end speed. Um, he's one of those guys um, that that's capable of getting the edge and corner on you. And um, his speed is legitimate. Uh, it's four three like um, their sideline return team. Um, you got to have some speed to get to the sideline. You put the ball in the middle of the field. You start running across coverage lanes like they do, and he does. It's it's a speed oriented game. They got a speed oriented return game, and he has the skills to match. During the broadcast of the game in Atlanta, cameras caught Cam Hayward going over to where George Pickens was sitting on the bench and taking time to talk to him one-on-one. Uh, was that just an example of the kind of leader Cam Hayward is? Every day of the week. Um, and it's not only defenders, as you mentioned, it's offensive players, it's, it's special teamers, it's specialists. Um, he's, he's a real captain. Um, he embraces the responsibility that comes with leading. He's got experience that, that others don't. He understands the emotions of the game, and he's just a calming force uh, for young players on our football team. Based on your experience with Cam, do you imagine he took more of a calming, soothing approach or more of an almost parental knock-it-off tone? Uh, just depending on what kind of mood he was in. <laughs> but uh, both are effective, to be quite honest with you. And you know why both are effective? Um, because it's not about what he says or the method in, with, in which he delivers his message it's about what he does. Um, the things that he says carries weight because the guys see what he does day to day. Um, it doesn't matter what method he chooses because his actions day to day prove that he cares about winning in this football team. And so guys absorb whatever it is he says in the right spirit. And so he may have slapped him on the back of the neck. He may have hugged him around the neck. Um, but I'm, I'd imagine regardless of what method he chose, it was received in the right spirit because the guys know. If everyone has lemonade stands, I think we can do it. These inspiring words were expressed by Alex Scott, the little girl who was battling childhood cancer and decided to have a lemonade stand in her own backyard to help fundraise for a cure. In honor of Alex and everyone fighting this disease, join ST Bank June 1st through the 8th at all bank branches for lemonade days. Enjoy treats and activities. Help us support research, awareness, and hope for these children and families in need. Let's make people our purpose and build a brighter future together. ST Bank, member FDIC. Cam Hayward. Uh, One of the statistics that CBS kept using during the broadcast last week in Atlanta was that 40 of Najee Harris's 86 yards rushing came after contact. Would it be accurate to describe him as running angry last week? Be very accurate. Um, That's his game. That's always been his game. It was his game in Tuscaloosa. I can can imagine it was his game in Antioch as well. He's a big guy. Uh, He knows it. He has a certain skill set. He weaponizes it. He attacks DBs particularly. He's just got a good football mentality and a, and a skill set to boot. When you see him running like that, 
uh, does that show you that he's comfortable or feeling good or what what do you take from when when he's playing that way I, I don't know that it, I don't know that I focus any energy on him I just know what it does for others um, and that's what he and I talk about a lot when in his style of play is inspirational the, the bigs get fired up uh, for working for a guy that plays like that um, you can take the energy out of an arena when you're on the road when you do some of the things that he does I mean that stadium was quiet for about five minutes when he stiff-armed that guy to the ground and made that run he made. I mean, it's a, it's a component of, of, of football. He's, a, he's an atmosphere changer with how he plays the game. Uh, good for us, you know, bad for others. Um, and so you respect it. it it's not something that, that stats really kind of, you know, indicate the impact of. And that, I just think that that's one of the components of football the physical component of the game that isn't necessarily measured by stats, but we all know as a factor in terms of how games unfold, um, the style in which he runs the ball, the manner in which Cam Haywood plays defensive line. Uh, stats don't always tell the story, but you need men like that in this game. Uh, and speaking about the Ravens' defense, you mentioned that they had a change at coordinator from Don Martindale to Mike McDonald. Uh, but then you said, I just think Baltimore's got a mode of operation or a business model in terms of how they play. What's the Ravens' mode of operation or business model when it comes to defense? They're attacking group. Uh, you're not running the ball on them. They're going to be multiple fronts up front. Possession, down ball, situational play, they're going to come get you. Uh, they die with their boots on, as we say in this business. When in doubt, when there's a decision to be made, they're going to move forward. Um, that's how they always been. Uh, Harbs has been there 15 years. His first coordinator was Rex Ryan. Uh, that mentality has prevailed over the years. Um, they're a continuity-based group. Most of the time when you ascend to the coordinator position within that organization, you've already been a part of the organization, much like us. And so although the guys that are calling it may change, they've been a part of their their cultural build before. Even in the case of McDonald, he comes from Michigan, but uh, he, he went to Michigan from the Baltimore Ravens. And so um, there's certain things um, that are going to be them. Obviously, he's going to bring his own spin and perspective on it, but they got a mode of operation in it, and Harbs dictates that, and, and that's why there's a consistency throughout their schematics, whether it's Rex Ryan, Dean Pease, Don Martindale, uh, McDonald. Over the years, it's Ravens D. Uh, the Ravens defense also sometimes dis- is described as being ball searchers. What does that mean? They lead the league in, in forced fumbles. Um, since 2020, they've got 44 forced fumbles. Um, they ball search, they chase, they rake, they punch. They, they, they aggressively seek possession of the football. And so, and, and it's not just an endorsement. Um, they, they've got the statistics and the tape to back it up. 44 forced fumbles since the beginning of 2020 is a remarkable number, and that's why they're number one in the league in that area. Uh, today will be the, the first exposure for many of your players to this rivalry. How is Steelers versus Ravens different from other games on the schedule, maybe even different than other games uh, against division teams? I don't try to shape it too much for them. Uh, their perception is their perception. I'll tell you this, almost, almost everybody at this level has something to relate it to. Um, and, and so it makes the conversations brief and succinct. If I'm talking to Mason Cole, I say it's, it's Ohio State-Michigan. If I'm talking to Levi Wallace, I say, get ready, you're in the Iron Bowl this week. 
And so I try to relate it to things that I know that they can relate to based on their football journeys. And when you do it that way, they go, oh, I know what this is. Levi Wallace, you tell him it's the Iron Bowl. He knows what it is. Mason Cole, he's new to us. You tell him it's Ohio State, Michigan. Oh, he knows what it is. And so um, I use analogies in that way, and and I let them absorb it. Um, But in the process, um, I give them something that they can relate it to from their past, and most guys – most guys have that. Your quarterback is a rookie, and this is also his first exposure to the Ravens. Uh, what What are you telling Kenny Pickett about this coming? Make quick decisions, man. Don't get toted out of there. <laughs> it's Steelers-Ravens, man. The quarterback position in this matchup is what it is, man. Um, it's been some tough men that play on the center in this game, man. Uh, kudos to Big Ben, man, and Joe Flacco, uh, two guys that have that absorbed a lot, man, and were major components of making this thing what it is. And, you know, you don't need to look any further than those two big-time competitors and the toughness that they displayed over the years. If you're a young quarterback, um, if you're Huntley, if you're, you're Pickett, you're trying to figure out how this game's played, um, watch Ben, uh, watch Joe Flacco, um, watch how they competed, watch some of the adversity that they faced over the years um, in this matchup. What kind of player is linebacker Roquan Smith, and what, is he, what has his addition done for the Ravens' defense? He's see ball, get ball. What I, what I mean by that is there's not a play that he can't make, um, you know, sideline to sideline or vertically. Um, you see the impact of him um, instantly. He's one of those second-level guys that you put in the middle of defenses, and they're instinctual and fast and combative, and so they get to a lot of things. In the way that Ryan Shazier had that straight line speed and that instinctual component of play that allowed him to get to a lot of things. Smith is very similar. And um, it, it's no secret why they were attracted to him. I'd imagine that anybody would be interested in putting a guy like that in the middle of their defense. That's the Mike Tomlin Game Day Podcast. Subscribe and download new episodes every week and check out all of the other shows we have to offer on the Steelers Podcast Network that's available on the Steelers mobile app, the iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcasts. If everyone has lemonade stands, I think we can do it. These inspiring words were expressed by Alex Scott, the little girl who was battling childhood cancer and decided to have a lemonade stand in her own backyard to help fundraise for a cure. In honor of Alex and everyone fighting this disease, join ST Bank June 1st through the 8th at all bank branches for lemonade days. Enjoy treats and activities. Help us support research, awareness, and hope for these children and families in need. Let's make people our purpose and build a brighter future together. ST Bank, member FDIC. Hey guys, back at the playground again, huh? Yep. You know what this playground could use? A wine country. Heck yeah! And some waves. So we could go surfing. I oh, <laughs> ah, love that! A redwood forest would be cool. I'm in! Ah, ski slopes. Let's do it! Um, can a girl go shopping? Yeah, baby! Wait! Did we just invent California? Discover why California is the ultimate playground at visitcalifornia.com.